Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. We're tidying up loose ends right now on this week's edition of shows. Ladies and gentlemen, hottest form in the streets, best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. That being, in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And people, I know the blame game is going around right now in terms of Nick Saban for what happened over the weekend with one to a tongue of Angola, but for the first couple moments here, let's take a sigh of relief and exhale, knowing that the young man is okay. I have seen some crazy injuries in my time covering Crimson Tide football, and I've been doing this for a minute now. I was on the field at Vault Hemingway Stadium in Oxford, Mississippi in 2014 when Kenyon Drake broke his leg. I saw the leg snap. I heard the pop. I heard Kenyon scream and cry in agony. I was there. I was there at Bryant-Denny. Two years later, 2016, Alabama, Texas A&M, when Eddie Jackson fractured his leg. But this right here, over the weekend, at Davis Wade Stadium in Starkville, that... That one took the cake. Tua Tagovailoa, thriving, thriving in pain, agony, crying. Athletic trainer Jeff Allen trying to console him right there. A golf cart was provided on the field. Carded Tagovailoa out of the stadium. Airlifts him to via helicopter to St. Vincent's Medical Center in Birmingham, Alabama. Thankfully. Hours later, thankfully, hours later, an update was provided from team orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Lyle Kane, who said Tua Tagovailoa sustained a dislocated right hip. We were able to get the swelling and the uh, fluid reduced down, you know, around the hip and got stabilized. You know, he's okay. No detrimental damage was done. He'll be able to make a full recovery. We're going through the treatment processes. But even though he's expected to miss the remainder of the season, he's okay. And after seeing the line that said he's expected to make a full recovery, I took a sigh of relief because it took everything to keep me from crying over the weekend. Because that that right there, you never want to see that happen especially to a young man as special as Tua Tagovailoa. He's one of the best things to ever happen to this program. He is somebody that has changed the culture of Alabama football, how you think, how you feel, how you process it. So first and foremost, it is a thank God situation that the young man is okay and that an opportunity to still potentially play football if he chooses to go that route is still in place there. Now, 
I'm not going to sit here and throw a whole bunch of stones at head coach Nick Saban because he's already dealing with enough right now as it is. I mean, I don't know what her faith is or what, you know, her beliefs are, but the biggest form of ministry that's going on right now is coming from Miss Terry Saban because her husband is getting it from every end. He's getting it from former players. He's getting it from NFL draft pundits. He's getting it from guys in national media. He's getting it from rival fan bases. He's even getting it from Alabama fans. How could you, Nick Saban? You have ruined Tua Tagovailoa's career. How could you do this? You don't care about the players. You don't care about player safety. All you are concerned about is winning Coach Saban. You are the head coach of the University of Alabama. You're making over $11 million a year. You should have the foresight to know this man should not have been playing in this football game. And I'm, and I'm, I'm going to say this right here. I'm not going to throw any stones here because, once again, you know he's already bearing the brunt of this. It's already hurting him to his stomach right now. And but what I'm about to say is rated G compared to some of the other stuff I'm hearing being spewed out there. But I'll say this. I, I understand that old school Nick Saban was thought about as a tightly wound control freak. He doesn't care about the players. All he cares about is winning. He's not really concerned about what the players feel, what the players think, how the players act. And, and I get it. Nick Saban says things like, I don't listen to the press clippings. I don't hear or look into the tea leaves. I don't dabble in that stuff. And he says things like this to throw you off his trail. But Nick Saban sees things. Nick Saban hears things. And for the longest of time, he's heard these types of comments being said and thought about him. And, uh, you know, I've heard from former players. I'm close to a lot of former players. And they all say, you know, Stephen, there's a side to Nick Saban that the media will never see. He loves us. He cares about us. He jokes around with us. The press will never see it. Reporters will never see it. But Saban loves his players. There's a different. Saban shows us a different side of him than what he shows y'all. That's what I get from a lot of former players. This is why, in the last few years, we have seen the Alabama football Twitter account post videos of Nick Saban taking the upperclassmen and sometimes the freshmen on his boat out on the lake. The last few videos where we're seeing Saban really, truly bond you know, with his players, really, truly be around his guys because he's trying to prove I'm more than just winning. I'm about my guys. I'm about my players. This is a fun program. This is a family-oriented program. But despite the fact of all of that and what he's trying to do, Saturday over the weekend, that should have been the moment where tough love, hard-nosed Nick Saban should have came out. And I understand people make this argument, well, Tua's had this problem for quite some time. He holds on to the ball too long. He needs to let go of the football. He allows himself to make to take too many 
unnecessary hits. And that's true also. And there's factuality in that also. But even if Tua would have let go of the ball in that situation late in the second quarter, the momentum of this 300-pound defensive lineman still would have carried into him. I understand. Saban makes the call of this is Doc's decision, Dr. Kane, Dr. Andrews. It's a medical staff deal. We go by what they say. And I understand. Dr. Kane and Dr. Andrews, they're the best in the business for what they do. They are the best. It doesn't come no better than that staff. And it's their job to look at the bodily functions to make sure, you know, Tua can move, Tua can pivot, Tua can function, you know, on the right ankle in question that was hurt prior to the hip situation. But even with the team doctors and the staff clearing Tua, Nick Saban is still the head coach. It is still his job to have the foresight of looking beyond the here and now. Alabama has had some great quarterbacks to come through this program. John Parker Wilson was fantastic. A.J. McCarron was fantastic. Greg McElroy, Jacob Coker, Blake Sims, Jalen Hurts, even prior to that, Brody Kroll and some guys, even before Saban. But in the Saban era, he has had some fantastic winners to come through this program, some championship guys. But none of them are like this guy. To a talk about NFL scouts talk about him being top three pick, top five pick, top ten pick. Some even say number one overall pick. He's about to come into some generational money in T minus a few months. He's about to pocket, you know, at least a fifty million dollar check. No contract. He's about to come into some big, big money here. Big money, and. Uh, Nick Saban has to understand, has to know that, you know, this guy, it's bigger than Alabama for this guy. This guy has a future. This guy has, you know, plans to make Bama fans happy beyond, you know, playing for the Crimson Tide. At that moment, Nick Saban should have said one of two things. He should have either not have played Tua in this game at all, just seeing how he was hobbled after the LSU game. Hobbled, could barely walk. And on Monday, did not practice due to soreness in his right ankle. Tuesday of last week, I saw him on the field, in the indoor field, but he was on bended knee, taking mental notes, holding the clipboard from Steve Sarkeesian. Was wearing tennis shoes instead of cleats. Didn't do much at all. Wednesday, did a little bit more, but, but it still looked like he was gingerly. So throughout the entire week that I was there, of course, media not allowed to be there on Thursday and Friday. So the two days, three days that I was there, one day he wasn't there, the other two he was there looked kind of limited, looked limited. So to me, playing against Mississippi State, a team that's not all that good at all, of course, we, we know this now, after watching the game, that was a moment Mac Jones should have started. And I, and I understand people say, well, we had to get two of some reps. We couldn't allow Tungavangor to get rusty. This is our best quarterback. Even with that, you put him out there, okay? He went out there. 
He maneuvered around. He accounted for two touchdowns. Once the game got 35-7 to in hand like that, I saw Nick Saban walk over to Mac Jones and whispered something in his ear during a timeout, probably telling him, son, get ready. We're putting you in the game. Once Mac Jones starts warming up, I then see Tungavangoa get off the bench and whisper something in Coach's ear. I don't know what he said, but if I had to guess, it was probably, no, Coach, I can go. I can play. I can do this, Coach. Coach, this, 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 this is our last, this is one of our last shots, Coach to prove to the college football playoff committee we belong we're the top four that we deserve it i gotta play coach coach this is one of my last few options to show these scouts i'm the best quarterback in this draft coach i can do it and as much as coach loves the warrior in Tua, as much as coach would want to clone 85 of tonga vangoa because he wants it just that bad at that moment, I would have said, Tua, sit down. You are too valuable right now. Sit down. You may not understand it, Tua. You may be mad at me, Tua. You may not, you know, feel where I'm coming from. But Tua, sit down. You are too valuable. You are too important. We need you down the road. But most importantly, you have a future ahead of you. We got to get Mac out here. And we got to get Mac Jones some tape. I would have sat to it down. It's almost like the, the parents in the old school, when parents say no, when that parent has to put its foot down and say no, and that child's like, well, my mama don't want me to have fun. Well, daddy don't want me to have fun. They always sheltering me. I can't have fun like everybody else has fun. But then years down the road, that child grows up. They understand and they come back and they tell that parent or that grandparent, I thank y'all so much. I didn't understand it then. I didn't get it then. I didn't have the foresight then. I didn't have the wisdom then. But I know now. And I appreciate what y'all did. I appreciate what y'all said. Because y'all were, you know, seeing far beyond what I could see. And at that moment, Nick Saban needed to have the foresight. Put Tua on the bench. No, Tua. No. I love the passion. I love the fight in you, but we cannot risk you. You are too valuable. Too valuable. At that moment, old school, tough love Nick Saban should have came out. And this is eating at him more than any loss because he could have prevented this. Nick Saban could have prevented this. Once again, I'm not throwing stones at him because he's already dealing with enough as it is. But this one truly falls on him because as much as the team doctors cleared him, took time about going to play, Nick Saban has the final word as a head coach. And with this happening, I'm happy that two is okay. But Alabama's defense, boy, wake up call. Alabama's offense, you're running through the legs of Najee Harris, and you have got to wrap your arms around Mac Jones and encourage him like never before. So that's where Alabama football is right now. Despite the 38-7 to win over Mississippi State, it came at a cost 
And this one falls squarely on the shoulders of, of Nick Saban. That's going to do it here for this week's edition of Shows In My Own Words, the podcast, Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. As always, you subscribe to TDAlabamaMag.com for all the latest Touchdown, Alabama Magazine on YouTube. Get with the site, folks. Over 6,000 subscribers strong. You download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app for your iPhone if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store. If you got the Android phone, the podcast options is always listed for you at the bottom of the screen. When we return, we will update some other injuries. Our Henry Ruggs III, DJ Dale, Raekwon Davis all went down as well. And we will touch on Mac Jones and where does Alabama go from this situation. Till next time, folks, this has been In My Own Words.